Hello, this is Pastor Tim Warren, and I want to welcome you to the TGIF podcast. You have made it to Friday, so it's time to give God some praise. But what I want to do is I want to step into your day and encourage you a little bit. So give him some praise and grab your Bibles, and let's get ready to see what God has to say to us today. Hello, everybody. Pastor Tim Warren here with the TGIF podcast. You have made it to Friday. I do want to apologize. Last week, I was under the weather and was not able to join you. So I do apologize, and I didn't have time to make it up. So I wanted to come back with you this week and share an encouraging word. But something I wanted to do when I started the podcast was bring on other preachers, teachers, and just people in general to share an encouraging word with the saints on Friday, just to let you know that not only have you made it through the week, but God is still good. Even when you wake up on Monday morning and life seems terrible, God is still good and he's in control. And so today I'm with Pastor Max. How are you, Pastor Max? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Pastor Max is the youth pastor at Irwin Hill Church of God. And so he has a word that he is going to share with you. I believe it's called One Nation Under God, correct? Yes. So Pastor Max is going to be in a couple different verses. So what I want you to do is if you have your Bibles, grab them. If you don't, you know what I'm going to tell you to do. Locate your Bible and grab it. And let's hear what Pastor Max has to say from the Lord. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Pastor Tim. So we are starting off with the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 14. And it says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. So in this um, sermon that I'm going to be talking about is uh, going to be talking about wisdom from Solomon. And, and, of course, Solomon was one of the most wisest men of Israel, filled with knowledge and guidance, anointed with wisdom by God. Learned advice from his father, David, he shares his effort, efforts to find the meaning of life. He finds through his own efforts that pleasure, great works, and riches that are not satisfied. Wisdom, knowledge, and joy come from God. So, of course, everybody listening always has advice, guidance, and knowledge from their fathers. I'm, I'm assuming you always get advice from your, from your dad, right? Oh, yeah. My dad is one of the wisest people I know. Anytime I need anything, I'm always going to him saying, hey, what should I do? Right. And, uh, and of course, my, my dad and, uh, and, of course, my uncle, they learned, they learned the same thing from, from my grandfather before he uh, passed away. And we, like, we, must, we must hold on to those great things before it's too late. My grandfather, he led us to care, love for one another, and gave us good advice on becoming leaders than followers. But all we have to do is follow first before we lead. And, of course, um, the great Bishop uh, Billy Graham, he followed God's word, and he led people into knowing who God is to the world. And he spoke with knowledge and joy of God in football stadiums, basketball arenas, political conferences, presidential inaugurations, and of course millions of people repented to Christ. And if we if Billy Graham can do it, we can as well. And um and on this and of course we're jumping over to um Jeremiah, um the first chapter in the fifth in the fifth scripture and it says, Before I formed you in the womb I knew you, and before you were born I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. 
um, in the chapters 1 through 28, talks about Jeremiah being anointed by God to become a prophet of his word, spreading the word of the gospel across Israel. Jeremiah shares God's disappointment as he tried to teach and reason with the people, but they are unwilling to listen because of the people's refusal to repent. And Jeremiah prophesies of the judgments that will fall upon them, including death, starvation, and captivity, providing a stunningly accurate warning of the, in, of the impending invasion. So whatever God anoints you with, you better do it. There's no turning back. You can't decide for what God, what you want in your life. It never works that way. And, of course, we need, to, we need to decide on our own what's right and what's wrong for our nation, for our church, our schools, and our families. And when you look at Jeremiah, you know, there were so many guys who went against Jeremiah. And I love how every time Jeremiah would prophesy something that displeased everybody, there was always someone that came out and prophesied the opposite because that's what the people wanted to hear. And how many times whenever they went against God's prophetic leader who was Jeremiah at the time did God turn around and give that he took the prophecy that the person gave the people and God turned it around and gave the exact opposite of that prophecy you know to that person I think of the time when Jeremiah was you know wearing the yoke and he was saying Israel will wear a yoke just like this and one of the prophets took it and he you know kneed it in half and he said well you know what? God said, I'm going to break this yoke. And, and Jeremiah turns around and says, no, you're going to wear a yoke of iron now. Right. You know, and so God put Jeremiah in that position. God expected everyone to, you know, respect Jeremiah. But then when they didn't respect Jeremiah, you know, God had something to say about it. And it's the same with our leaders. If God puts a leader in authority over us, mm -hmm. God expects us to respect them. Right. And, and, of, so, and of course, when... Um when a musician and a musician came came to Rome, it was uh, I think it was Morgan yeah Morgan Wall Morgan, Morgan Wallet yeah Morgan you can tell Wallet. we're not culturally coherent when right. it comes because he's <laughs> right. big right now yeah and so of course he draw like he drawn hundreds of people for a concert over the weekend but they're not, but they're just not drawn by by a church but how can like how can they be drawn by a church like how much how much do they need to come to church can they be drawn like they can be drawn for a football game, but just can't be drawn to church. I don't under. I really don't understand. You know, that. this is this is. I think this is the biggest struggle that the church is facing in this post-COVID era. How many times do you see people that used to go to your church out to eat? Mm -hmm. Oh well, we miss you in the sanctuary. Oh, well, we, you know, we're just trying to stay safe from COVID, while some stranger who's not wearing a mask anymore is serving them their food. And I'm not taking a stance on mask or no mask. What I'm saying is it's so it, – it's just hypocritical to see people out shopping, to see people out going out to eat. You know, I understand – you know, let's take away grocery shopping. Going out to eat is not a necessity. It is a huge luxury. If you can go out to eat or you can go to a sports game without being afraid of anything, you can go to church. And uh, in this book, in this book of John – Chapter three, um, chapter three, verse sixteen through twenty-one says, "For God, who so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life." 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. But he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And this um, outline that I put down is America's decision is to be a praying nation than a political nation. From Second Chronicles seven fourteen through 16 and another one 19 through 22. If my people are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal the land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and, and my heart will be there for all time. But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and commandments that I have set before you and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck you up from my land that I have given you, and this house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples, and at this house which, ha which was exalted, everyone passing by will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will say, Because they have abandoned the Lord and the God of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all of this disaster on them. And of course, Solomon, he prays for wisdom, and God grants it, and much more. Solomon carries out of the detailed plan of David and builds the temple. He offers sacrifice, and God accepts them, promising that Israel will prosper if they are um, obedient. The queen of Sheba visits, and Solomon reigns in wealth and wisdom, then dies. The Bible talks about a queen of Israel, Jezebel, and Jezebel was titled the most hated evil queen. Her executive decision as queen was to cut off prophets from the Lord, then even threw them into their deaths and build idols to lure people of Israel away from God. The people is having our Jeremiah generation being taken away from their future and from their desires on becoming prophets and prophets of America. The world wants to be appointed, wants to be appointed by the devil's corruption than to be anointed by God's comfort. And so we should all pray for our leaders to be making to be making this evil decision to be cast into the fire. Our goal is to anoint our future to the generation of prophets and preachers. What we need is generations from Jezebel's to Jeremiah's. And um, No, I want you to explain that for a minute. Mm -hmm. What do you mean generations Jezebel to like, Jeremiah's? Well, Je well, Jezebel was is now being the is the spirit of Jezebel in our generation, and so we're trying we're trying to help our younger generation on to becoming Jeremiah's, on to becoming leaders. Oh, okay. So you mean more of a transformation? Yes. You you don't mean we need people like Jezebel all the way to Jeremiah? No. Yes. Okay. I, I wanted. I was mentally. I was like, oh Lord, we need more Jezebels. What? No, 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 no. no, no. We're, oh. <laughs> and so, um, 
And for this outline, as what I put down is America can be changed spiritually than governmentally. Um, and of course, Solomon writes to the younger generation sharing the importance of obtaining wisdom. He expresses the importance of relying on God, avoiding sin, and keeping the commandments to receive blessings. He shares many couplets, uh, couplets that offer a comparison between opposites, good and evil, right and wrong, um, syntax and potency may have lost meaning in translation over time, but themes are universals. And, of course, we, we live in a nation where we have opposites. We have Democrats, Republicans, Christians, atheists, peace, violence, division, and unity. If we, like, if we choose one over the other, our paths will be altered, um, our, change our lifestyles. Every election, we choose one party over the other because of what decisions we want to have for the future of, of our great nation. And we should pray for both parties coming together and make unity. We should pray for our divided nation becoming a devoted nation. And um, and I got a question like, should Christians decide on who they who they want to lead in office? Um, and the follow follow ups uh, should they be chosen for their wickedness or for their wisdom? Um, those kind of those kind of questions like, should we like should we choose them over choose them for their wickedness or for their wisdom? Depends on uh, uh, so basically. On a scale of how good do we see this person, mm -hmm. or how wise is this person actually? Yeah, and and, and we need to we need to choose wise pe wise people leading people, and like we have we have wise people leading people and wicked people leading for power, and and I do have a do have a closing. America needs a revival than a revolution. A revolution is a governmental uprising. A revival is a spiritual awakening. And so I expect a revival from our young youth, youth students and youth pastors. And we have to lead people to Christ no matter where the Lord is, no matter where the Lord will lead us to and lead us to. And we can do the same thing with others. And uh, one more one more thing is we better be careful when we place our hand on God. Because I thought, I thought about it on, on, I think it was last year when the, cap, the Capitol, it was, being, it was being attacked by protesters. But we can, we can say whatever we want, but when we, but, when we touch, but when we touch the ark, and you know, God, God is, God isn't, Throned, thrown in His Word, and we must place our hand on the Word of God, and and we do things, we do things while we're placing our hand on God and pledge to do the various things that blaspheme His name, and we're talking about high risk of action, but we need to show, we we're showing respect on God, and God's not interested in our respect; He's interested in our obedience, and. We live in a world where people are advocating on slaughtering innocent babies in the womb. Um, people are advocating with um, marriage to fill marriage um, to fill the world with LGBTQ people in leadership. Um, we live in a world where we're justifying transgender activity, and we live in a world where 
religion or religions from from hell that are coming into America, and then people are placing their hand on God while they're committing these demonic actions. And we just need to be careful on doing that. That's why we need to choose wisdom over wickedness. Well, and you know, people pledge these things to do their best in God's sight when in reality is their personal life the best in God's sight. And I'm not saying we have to be perfect. Nobody's 100% perfect except Jesus Christ. But are you attempting to live a godly life? Mm-hmm. You know, but I want to go back to what you said because I like to end on an encouraging, an encouraging note that America needs a revival. And, you know, I believe that our generation is going to be a part of that revival. You know, we're seeing things that, you know, we're, we're seeing God move in ways that, that are just amazing. You know, I love hearing testimonies. People are getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, people are getting saved. You know, and God is moving in our generation. And we're seeing God's hand begin to just pull people back into the fold. And that's something that we want to see as Christians. We want to see God move. And so I I, I like what you said right there. We need a revival rather than a revolution. We cannot fix the problems by marching on the White House, by going against our leadership. Whether you like the president, whether you don't, again, this is not a political podcast. Our focus, and um, I told Pastor Max this, I said, my focus is not politics. My focus is to share the word. And I believe Pastor Max did a great job because what he basically shared with us is that government isn't going to fix this country, only And so I want to thank Pastor Max for joining me, and I want to encourage you to know that your week, your future, your life doesn't rest in the hands of the government. It rests in the hands of God Almighty. And what we need is we need revival, not revolution. Before we go, I do want to uh, do one quick ad. You can follow my YouTube channel, Pastor Tim Warren. I post sermons there. So if you actually want to hear me preach in a congregational setting, you can follow me there. I look forward to hearing from you at PastorTimWarren at gmail.com. Have a great day, and I will see you next Friday on the TGIF podcast. I hope you enjoyed our time together in the Lord today. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an encouraging word. And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at the following email address, pastortimwarren at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your prayer request, your testimony, or questions about the Bible. God bless and find some time to give them some praise because you made it to Friday.